Yo, yo, yo. Welcome, welcome, guys. Pull up a chair. Make yourselves comfortable. You are here for episode 245 of A. Thompson and Other Disappointments. Uh, should we just we just jump straight into it this week, shall we? I don't need to uh, don't need to bombard you with all the Patreon and YouTube community member benefits and all that stuff, right? Um, I will just say quickly though, if you want to come to the meetup, I'm doing a meetup in March, so now would be a good time to join Patreon or the YouTube community. But that's all I'm going to say. Okay, let's just jump straight into it. What's going on out there? What's the happy haps, guys? Um. So I saw a thing surface or resurface over the weekend that I wanted to take a look at with you all. Um, I don't know if you saw it when it apparently first came out in in December, but it, it skipped me by back then, probably because I was in, you know, mid Christmas parenting meltdown phase. Right. You know, kids climbing up the walls behind me, driving me insane. Uh, me and the missus keeping the resentment just beneath the surface. <laughs> just just not really detectable, right? Sometimes people say, Aid, you know, she's she's your girlfriend. All right. How long have you guys been together, Aid? Ten years, is it? Twelve years? And you bought a house? And you got two kids? Are you guy are you married? Yet? Why aren't you married? How come you haven't married her? Right? And I'm always like, like, I actually think we're closer to divorce now <laughs> than a wedding. <laughs> I think we're in too deep for that. I think I think when you've got a couple of kids and a mortgage and bills and no grandparents helping you out with a childcare and it's just you two, you know, in the house together, always. It's like a pressure cooker, you know? Especially at Christmas. I mean, sometimes it gets hard, doesn't it? Sometimes it gets grueling, guys. Although, you know, as, as I say, we've got through it another year. So, so that's good. Cheers to that. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like January the 5th or like, you know, whenever that one day is, you know, I feel like that's our anniversary, me and my girlfriend. <laughs> you know, like... Because it's like, oh, way to go. Yeah, we've made it through another one. <laughs> like, it's somewhere around that first week, isn't it? Like, it's the most likely day for couples to agree that they should probably just get divorced. You know, <laughs> I gather it's it's like the 4th or 5th of January because Christmas has been so hard. And now all the bills have come in for all the presents. Plus, you've spent way more time together, wound each other up the wrong way. It's just all of these, and it's January, it's cold, and it's a long month, and you've spent more time with the in-laws, maybe. You've heard some horror stories about your other half. You know, all of it clouds up together. It's around January the 4th or 5th. is like that magical divorce day. Um, so, yeah, it's like, oh, this should be our anniversary. Anyway, yeah, and sometimes I hear that quite a lot when I catch up with friends. They're like, why aren't you guys married? How come you haven't got married yet? How come you two, you two never got married? What's what's up with that? And I actually think, you know, I think we will end up getting married. I do. Um, just not to each other. Way! All right, guys. Um, managed to get one joke in this episode. How about that? 
We've hit quota already. Um, but no, on a, on a serious note, it's all good. We're all fine. Happy families over these parts. Uh, anyway, what, what was I actually going to talk about today? Um, so the story that came up in December uh, that has resurfaced over the, the weekend just gone that caught my eye. Uh, so it's a gun control thing. It's a campaign for gun control in the US, which long-time listeners, real veterans, the real Bintfluencer crew, will know this is a subject that I keep close to my heart. Um, this campaign was actually quite clever, uh, I thought. It's called Thoughts and Prayers, which is obviously a reference to the uselessness uh, of American politicians and journalists who, what, they, you know, they hear of about 10 or 20 dead kids sprawled out in a classroom somewhere, and rather than offer any route to meaningful change to stop that from happening again, they just tweet out thoughts and prayers to all those affected at a, a Brighter Futures kindergarten in North Carolina, or, you know, whatever. Like, it's ridiculous, obviously. It's useless to respond to gun deaths in that way. And so this ad campaign, this campaigny lobbying campaign, it was put out by a group called uh, Mothers Against Greg Abbott PAC, right? So it's a, a PAC, a political action committee is what they call these things over there. Over here, we would call it, I guess, like a lobbying outfit or a think tank maybe. Just a group of people who get a load of money in, not supposedly for the purposes of profiting, but for the purposes of pushing out a new or different or damaging sometimes uh, narrative. Uh, and so this lobbying group, we'll call them Mothers Against Greg Abbott, um, which is, I mean, look, even, even before we get into attacking Greg Abbott's policies right if you're if you're greg abbott and you've got a political action committee on your case and they're called mothers against you like angry mothers against like i would rather take my chances in the school shooting i would like have you ever annoyed a group of mums have you it's not it's not a fun time i wouldn't wish that on anybody I, I remember the time I took my son to um, to a school disco thing and uh, and apparently I was taking too long to check that he was OK, you know, and send him inside. I was sort of blocking the entrance maybe a little bit, like for, for a minute, for one minute. And the huffing and judgment, guys, coming from behind me. Christ! You would have thought I had parked in a disabled bay and force-fed their kid with a peanut allergy. You know, like, I, I, fucking have it. Have it. And stop your crying. Eat up. Have another spoonful. You know, like, just a chorus of huffing and judgment from these angry mums behind me. Like, <sighs> you know, like, like, I get it. I get it. Well, you're in a, you're in a hurry, are you? I get, I get that if you don't get to Weatherspoons by 7.30, you will die. I understand that. Like a, uh, you know, I mean, a group, a group of mothers 
against you. That is a terrifying prospect, isn't it? So bravo to whoever is responsible for the branding of that action committee. <laughs> it must have been like, sh should we call ourselves the, uh, the liberals for gun control? No, 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 no. No, call, call us the mothers against Greg Abbott. Like, yes. Like, yes. <laughs> More frightening than gun control itself. More terrifying than another amendment to the Constitution. Heaven forbid. More terrifying than all of that is some mothers against you. <laughs> that strikes an unresolvable fear into the hearts of men. Men named Greg Abbott, I imagine. Well, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if you guys remember uh, a friend of mine who's she's guested on the show a couple of times. Uh, her name's Lucy Lucraft, and uh, she's a podcast producer, uh, also a journalist, um, and also very funny. And a bit, like the way that I I happened across her on TikTok was because she did this story about how she had pissed off all the mums at the school gates or something like she'd talked shit about them on a TikTok and then they had all seen it and then they all hated them and stuff. Like, all I'm saying is it's a thing. It's a vibe when you annoy a group of mums is all I'm saying. And I don't, I don't want to over-egg this or anything, so I'm just going to say this. Let's just <laughs> close this off with this. I'm just going to say there are headmasters out there of schools who have been surrounded by angry mums complaining at them who would have consciously thought, God, I hope a kid in a trench coat walks in, <laughs> storms in now. <laughs> Please let that happen. Just get me out of this somehow. Anyway, so what were we actually talking about? Again? Oh, right. So uh, the Mothers Against Greg Abbott group, and they launched this campaign, and it's called Thoughts and Prayers, and it's a short video and it's actually quite powerful uh, to watch this. There's there's a little girl who's, you know, she's playing near a pool, a swimming pool, um, and she falls into the swimming pool, uh, but she can't swim. And so then she's flailing around in the swimming pool, obviously panicked, it's very dangerous, and the mum comes rushing out, and you think she's going to dive in and save the child, but instead she just drops to her knees and starts praying and asking God to save her kid, right? And then it says, the number one cause of death for kids in America is gun violence. So yeah, so you, you get the point, right? It's a sort of metaphor. It's a near perfect representation of the mechanics of America's gun problem, right? And its impact on children. And it's quite clever, I think, you know, because you've got kids in danger, death comes knocking, but rather than protect or save the kids from the danger, the grown-ups in charge just let it happen. And then when it inevitably does, repetitively, you know, they ask God to step in or they send their prayers. So, anyway, the, the reason I bring this up is because it's such a perfect example, dear listeners, of the, um, you know, what, what, what could we call it? Like the, the don't look upification of Western politics now, isn't it? Like, 
here, here we have a problem. Guns. Semi-automatics. For sale. In America, where people could just have the gun if the background check isn't completed within three days. Like, it's insane. Like, it, yeah, is my background check complete yet? Uh, no, but it's been longer than 72 hours. or whatever. Yeah, just take it. <laughs> it's like, well, that seems like a well thought through process. You know, you talk about a, a country where people could just buy secondhand guns. Well, there's more guns in America than there are people. We all know that. That's a stat that gets banded around often enough. So why would you not be able to just buy one secondhand? Like in some states, it's there's no requirement to run background checks at all on secondhand guns. And I guess you could make a case that people who want to buy a cheap gun or buy guns for cheap or cheaper are maybe more likely socioeconomically to be in a desperate situation and then use it in some capacity. So that doesn't seem set up for success, does it? So, so this is like, all of this is a huge problem. You know, we know this. And the obvious solution is to mimic the approach that other countries have, which is to outlaw gun ownership or hugely restrict it, you know, heavily regulate it. And, you know, what was, what was the uh, front page of the New York newspaper? Do you remember that? It was after a school shooting um it was the the daily news i believe in the states uh and the big headline sprawled across it it just says god isn't fixing this right so you have a problem and you have a possible solution but the absence of that solution being you know utilized is what is breeding campaigns like this one like this video this kid this mum dropping to her knees and just praying that somebody saves the kid instead of actually doing something to save the kid. But instead of engaging with reality, you know, the obvious solution there, the pragmatism that we would need people in power and influence to, to engage with, the don't look up thing kind of kicks in. And the opposing side of the argument, you know, the NRA nuts, the MAGA nuts, all of that lot. They just tug on their braces. <laughs> they strap on those red, white and blue caps and they take to the comment sections and the Vox Pops, don't they? Like, take a listen to these responses, man, to this video. This is the first one. Right. So bear in mind, right, you've just watched that video. The kid is flailing around. The kid is going to drown. The mum comes out, drops to her knees. She just prays to God instead. And then the kid dies. Right. And you've seen that video. Imagine being the sort of person that watches that and then replies like this. It goes, 18 year olds are not kids. <laughs> what? Now the, kid, the kid in the video is not 18. Where has the 18 year old thing come from? And even like out of context if you're the kind of person that writes in a comment section 18 year olds are not children i need to check your hard drive son because <laughs> the only people who normally say well she ain't really a child is uh, oh who, who's gonna answer that question who's 50 dollars prize yeah raging nonce burgers that's right prince andrew and Prince Andrew supporters weird online Prince Andrew supporters that's who say things like well, she, she ain't really a child, though. 
And to say it so brazenly and out of context is like, do you even understand the subject that we're talking about? Or do you just say that to everything? <laughs> 18 year olds are not kids. Guns are not the number one killer of kids. Right. These, these are all for the same commenter. 18 year olds are not kids. Guns are not the number one killer of kids. So that's a lie. <laughs> they very much are in the USA. He says they're not the number one killer of kids. Guns don't kill people, he says. Okay. And then it closes with, this video is disgusting. You, you grifters are horrible. Right. So that's, that's just everything there in like one tweet, isn't it? That's 18 year olds aren't kids. Guns are not the number one killer of children. But they are. Guns don't kill people. <laughs> it's just a, just a barrage of lies, isn't it? It's like a burst fire hydrant of bullshit. Just, you know, like guns don't kill people, really? Guns don't kill... Somebody tell Alec Baldwin. <laughs> I think Alec is going to be happy to hear that news. Alec is going to be relieved. So he is. And then... This video is disgusting. You grifters are horrible. Like, why is the video disgusting? It, if it just points out the ridiculousness of asking God for help when it's something that you yourself could be solving. How is that disgusting? If anything, you should be flattered. You know, it's basically saying that you are godly. Isn't it? It's basically saying that you have it within you to enact the glory of Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. Guys, well, that's, that's blasphemy. Well, okay then. And then you grifters are horrible. That's what it says. Like, have you ever noticed that if you're on the left and you're lobbying for change from a charity or non-profit, you know, you're a grifter then, aren't you? Have you ever noticed that? If you ask people to join your Patreon or you'll buy me a coffee, you know, or, or just donate to the angry moms of Texas group or whatever, you know, to further your progressive content or agenda, it's always, always makes you a grifter, I've noticed. But if you're a self-proclaimed billionaire like trump <laughs> bizarrely brazenly asking broke people for donations what what is that exactly i'm donating to donald trump because trump trump is the future of this this america he 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 leading us but he he doing it for us because he a billionaire he don't he's not doing it for the money he got money like how many times have we heard that He's not doing for so if he's a billionaire and he doesn't need the money, why is he asking you to donate? Uh, it, 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 what's with all the questions? What's with all the questions? You're starting to sound a little bit CNN there, son. How do they, man? Right, where was I? So, yeah. So if you're on the left, it's always grifting, isn't it? If you're on the right, you could do anything you like. And it's celebrated, I guess. And if you if you 
criticise people on the right for raising money, then it's like the politics of envy. You can't win, can you? And then if you make some money and you say, well, I couldn't possibly be envious, then you're the champagne socialist. There's no way out of this. <laughs> if you're on the left and you have an opinion about money, go fuck yourself, clearly. Um, like, I always look at it like, like, I need money, right, to build this shit out, right? So it becomes my actual job and career, you know, like the podcast, the YouTube stuff. It has to make a profit. Right. Or it'll end up being swallowed up by my day job and parenting. You know, like it costs money to do it, to host it. It costs time. It has to generate money to compensate for all of that. Otherwise, it's like an open mic pay to play for me. Right. You know, when you rock up at the village pub and you put two pound in the basket so you can sing Sweet Home Alabama to a half empty room of beaten up alcoholics like it's a hobby that costs you money. If you're not pursuing it to actually make some sort of real compensation for it to become your job. So I never see it as grifting. You know, it's not grift. It's graft, guys. <laughs> but when I see shit like, you know, you grifters are horrible. You grifters are horrible. So you are. How dare you make such an anti-gun communist thoughts and prayers video? You know, when I see stuff like that, you grifters are horrible in response to someone else's not-for-profit progressive movement for change, whatever, to protect kids. You grifters are horrible. Then, then I'm like, well, what the fuck do you call every Republican candidate ever? Then, you know? <laughs> Raising like $150 million off the back of the broke, small-c conservative voters, you know? Donate now to Republican candidate Greg Abbott for a return to the real golden America or whatever, you know? You pick up the phone, you donate to Greg Abbott's campaign because you bought into his weird, watery, red, white and blue, non-committal nonsense. It's just, what is it? It's just like beige and non-specific. Yes, watery beige red white and blue ambiguous stuff that would appeal to feeble minds you know vote for greg for positivity optimism change hope america apple pie <laughs> guys pull out their wallets and just like i like this guy i like all those words their wives burst in he snatched the phone and his credit card out of his hand like heck no <laughs> we're broke what are you doing? Not again. Stop it. <laughs> uh, anyway, where were we? So, yeah, it's never grifting when it's on the right, I find. Um, anyway, so here's, here's the next uh, the next comment, the next reaction to this video. Uh, so, again, picture like you've just seen the kid flailing around in the thing. She's drowning and the mum is just praying up to the, and getting God to look after it instead. Right. So here's the next. You've just watched that. And then imagine typing this. Uh, it says it's in the Constitution and it's not going to change. Fix the root cause of the violence first. That would make much more sense, <laughs> which is like, I don't want to go through all the cliches you know, and dismantle them one by one every time there's a gun control story crop up. Because frankly, this show would then become even more repetitive than it already is with my 
limit of, you know, what, three or four salient points per topic that I can muster most weeks. But just just quickly, as I'm on a roll here now, uh, yes, it's in the Constitution. That is true. But the Constitution has been amended before. You know, it's not just there forever as it is. It's not like Christmas songs in the 70s, you know, like they just started growing and they tweaked them and they made some new. Oh, oh and then it's just time boxed forever. It can never, ever change. Every Christmas, the same 10 songs on rotation. Uh, it can be amended, the Constitution. I mean, probably probably most of you know this, um, but for those that don't, you know, the American Constitution, it has amendments, right? The Fifth Amendment, for example, was made uh, and, and now in America, if you're an American citizen, etc., you can, you know, people can say nothing when they're being interrogated <laughs> by the police. <laughs> but you can't be pushed or forced to respond to a question if there is a risk that you might incriminate yourself. You can literally just go, I plead the fifth, Your Honor. <laughs> That's it. The end of the interrogation. And you have the right to a jury. That's the same amendment. And you can't be prosecuted for the same crime twice, that double jeopardy thing. It's an amendment to the Constitution. So prior to that, all of that was unconstitutional, presumably. You'd have Greg Abbott fans of their day. I guess they would be like, I'm sorry, you, you want a you wanna jury to decide if this guy murdered his wife? <laughs> a jury? What, like of commoners? Farmers and blacksmiths? <laughs> Are you insane? Like, A, they wouldn't know anything about the legal process. And, and B, that's unconstitutional. So it's completely out of the question. So, yeah. When they say it's in the Constitution and it's not going to change. I'm always like, I mean, you know, it's not like you haven't changed your constitution before, is it? You know, then it's, you know, in this same comment, it's like a fix the root cause of the violence first, which with Republicans is always hilarious, I find. Because it's like, it's a bit like over here when we, we say like, we should help our own first, you know? <laughs> Like, we all know that meme that goes around, don't we? Like, when we're talking about refugees, asylum seekers here. When somebody goes like, we can't take any more. Britain's full, right? And then somebody else goes like, no, we're not. Like, we're 98% unbuilt on. We're far, we we could fit a few more in. <laughs> right, no, no, but we should, we should look after our own first. Right, okay, well, maybe we should do that. Like, should we give kids free school meals? Uh, should we house the homeless, maybe? Oh, I wish you lefties had fuck off. <laughs> we should look after our own first like this no no not like that uh but with american gun control it's like you know we should fix the root cause of the violence first and it's like okay let's let's do this dance then you know if you subscribe to the idea that a large proportion of gun deaths are the result of mental health problems. Which I don't think is the case, by the way. I think the ones you hear about, maybe, you know, the school shootings, the university shootings, 
maybe then in that scenario you've got a kid with you know bipolar or you know radicalized from incel content or something there's a you know a mental health angle to all of that i'm sure but i think most gun deaths guys most gun deaths in america are probably just a jealous husband who found out his wife was banging a personal trainer, you know? But it's like, in the UK, he would rear up, and it may even get violent, you know? He might beat her up or something. But the prospect of a gun entering the equation is next to zero, isn't it? You know? So I think it's, it's jealous husbands and then kids who find the gun and mess around with it. You know, thinking it's a toy or knowing that it's not a toy, but also kind of not knowing how the safety works, right? I think that's most gun deaths in America is just run-of-the-mill, boring, everyday fuck-ups, right? Where in Britain, we might leave the back door open and, you know, a toddler maybe gets out by mistake and walks out in the road... You know, like that could happen over here. Like it's stupid, it's absent-minded and it's dangerous. But the chances of losing your kid to your own stupidity in America is like doubled or tripled if you also have a loaded firearm in a random drawer that you think is out of reach. But actually now the little one has grown a bit or they've learned how to pull a box near so they can climb up and open the drawer. They can reach it kind of thing. You know, anyway, I think that's most gun deaths over there. But even if, guys, if you subscribe to the idea that there's a load of mental health stuff to it, then wouldn't you be like, well, we should adequately invest in mental health then, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, you say it's not down to the wide availability of these death machines, right? That's what you say. You also say we should hit the root cause, which is presumably the mental health of these people. So let's ask you a question. Here's an interesting question. Imaginary Republican that I've made up in my head. How much are you personally willing to cough up to treat PTSD, bipolar disorder, you know, broader public health funding so broke people can get the medication for their schizo-psychoactive disorder or whatever? How much are you willing to put up? absolutely zero dollars oh fucking amazing amazing but I, I thought you said it was about mental health that we should hit the root cause i meant sin <laughs> that's that's where we're at isn't it i meant sin is the original cause of this it is sin from whence these evil acts came from the devil child Lucifer himself did take control of this poor troubled boy. And we need to tackle the root cause by praying the evil away. Pray, pray the sin out of this here boy. The spirit of Christ compels you. The spirit of Christ compels you. Everybody. I mean, that's, yeah. That's basically, I think, where they want to get to with it. I mean, it's always fun, isn't it? It's always a fun thing to observe when conservatives completely abandon their thing for self-responsibility, you know? Like, to allocate all the responsibility to a, you know, supernatural, ghosty 
basically. The devil. It's, it's evil. That's what happened. It was just evil. Anyway, let's move on. Well, do you think we should do something about the guns? Or mental health? Even Why are you asking me, boy? That's, that's all the devil's work. Right? No responsibility whatsoever. Anyway, who else have we got here reacting to this video? This child drowning, the mum doing nothing but praying that God will somehow miraculously, literally miraculously save her child that she could actually save. Who else is reacting? We have a guy called John Schloes, guys, and he reacted by saying, pure baloney. That's, uh, that's his thought. It's pure baloney, guys. The number one killer of children in America is not gun deaths, he says. It's... What is it? What do you think it is? What do you think the red-cheeked Republican said is the number one killer of American children? Can you guess, guys? $50 grand prize here. Yeah, abortion. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Well done to John Schloes. I mean, look... I am a, you know, stand-up comedian, uh, erstwhile, though I may be. I may be a little bit out of the game. But do you know what? I I am a fan of a good link. I really am. I'm a fan of a good callback, you know, when you take two subjects and you sort of meld them together, right? You self-reference something that came up in the conversation earlier. You may have noticed it in the way that I present these, these shows. I love a good link, right? And this is great work, John Schloes. Because you've got your dismissal of gun violence there, right? And then you've interwoven that with your totally unscientific pro-life bullshit too. Like, bro, fucking vote. Yeah, tap dancing, tossing you. <laughs> it's like the number one killer of children in America is abortion, says John Schloes. Like, even if that were true, right? Shouldn't you also want to ban guns, right? Even if abortion killed a lot of kids, shouldn't you also want to ban the thing that also kills a lot of kids? Like, what's the point of saving a baby from being plunged out the fun tunnel if then you send them off to Sandy Hook and they get shot to fucking pieces? Like, think it through, John. Just try and think it through. I'm begging you. Like, these two problems, they're not self-cancelling. You know, reverse polarity things, John. The kids don't magically survive, you know, for all, all time, like just because you solved the prelude, right? You fucking moron. I mean, really, really, it's a testament to how cute babies are and how annoying kids are. You know, if you think about it, like Americans or America is like, we got to save the babies, save the, but no baby killing. Oh, I hate abortion. Got to criminalize abortion. They don't like abortion. They want the cute babies. But then as soon as the babies become toddlers, the toddlers are like, could you keep me safe in kindergarten? No, fuck you. <laughs> in you go. <laughs> do, do I get a gun? No, no. We'll give a gun to literally anybody else in all of American society. But you guys... Into the classroom you go. <laughs> That's how annoying children are. Um, anyway, so so here's what I love about this this particular reaction. Right, is uh, it starts off. It says pure baloney. You know, pure baloney, which is basically like 
angry white guy for bullshit, isn't it? That is pure baloney. Anyway, he says, uh, he says, the number one killer of children in America is abortion. And then he says, there, I said it. <laughs> like, you know, defiant, just really, you know, certain of himself, isn't he? And then he rounds off this intellectual mic drop uh, with a victory lap. He says, he says, if you don't get it, pray for wisdom. <laughs> right? Like, it's pray for wisdom. Like, he's, he's avoiding the actual issue here, isn't he? Which is, you know, you should ban guns. The guns are killing your kids, right? And then he's talking unscientific, abject nonsense by suggesting abortion is the same as killing kids. It's just objectively not. But even if it, that were scientific, right, we've established it doesn't cancel out the actual issue that we're talking about. Like, you could save kids from abortion and then funnel them off to a school shooting, right? So to then have the ignorance and arrogance cocktail flowing through his bloodstream to be able to just type out, oh, if you don't get it, pray for wisdom. It's just like God tier dumb. It really is. Pray for wisdom, guys, if you, uh, if you can't grapple with the unequaled intellectual rigor on display here. Then you gotta, you gotta pray. You better pray for wisdom, son. Um, I like, you know, why? Why should I pray for wisdom? Is it gonna be just as useless as when we pray for the victims? Is it? Like, if your stupid fucking god can't get off his ass to save massacred children, I don't know if he's really gonna shift a cheek <laughs> to give me wisdom <laughs> to figure out your point. I just can't see that happening. I mean, I'm not a Christian, but that feels like lower priority to me. <laughs> I don't know. Imagine if that was true. Like, imagine if that was the priority. Like, save the kids, God. Save the God. Come over here and save the kids. In a minute. I'm enlightening here, all right? Don't be so bloody pushy. It's like a math teacher, you know? A math teacher in a school shooting. And it's all kicking off. You know, the shooting is happening. Active shooter in progress. And the kids are like, you, you got to call the cops. You got you to gotta protect us kids. You know, and he's like, I'm trying to teach you algebra. <laughs> uh, which, weirdly, isn't that a near perfect example? Like, it's a totally appropriate example of what we're talking about here. Not only is it a school shooting, but it's a school shooting metaphor about the approach to gun crime that relates to school shootings. You're welcome, guys. You truly are in the booge tier right now. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, look, my, my faith in America is through the floor these days, guys. I don't know if you picked up on the contempt I have flowing through my veins these days. I mean, not like for Americans, you know. I love Americans. Every American I've met, maybe one or two, been a bit weird. But, <laughs> but for the most part, 98% of Americans I've met have been absolutely lovely, great fun, really positive, right? It's just America as an institution, as an entity, you know, it's just done. It's just, isn't it? Like, there's no way back from this now, I don't think. Like, how can you take a country seriously? Like, like how, how? 
can you take a country seriously when half of them genuinely think a drag queen reading a story to a child <laughs> is the danger to them, like, more than the semi-automatic that's kept unlocked in the bedroom drawer? Like, how can you even equate those two things, let alone look at the first one as though that's the danger? Like, really? I don't know, man. I mean... Like, my, my faith for America, in America, is just, you know, through the floor now. It really, it's like touching the Earth's crust. It's so, like, it's just not, not even there. It's like, you know, you may have picked up on that off a few of my uh, my shows and YouTube videos. But, I mean, like, and I want to be clear, I love Americans. You know, Americans are, you know, every American I've ever met has been at least civil. <laughs> Most of them, 99% of the Americans I've met in my life have been fun, funny, really positive, right? Uh, but America as an institution, as a political entity, is just done, isn't it? Can we agree on that in these divided times? Is that one thing that we can all agree on, that America as a country is just baked now? <laughs> like, how, how can you take any country seriously? When half of them seem to genuinely think that a drag queen reading a story to a child is significantly more dangerous than the death machine kept in an unlocked drawer in the bedroom. Like, how can you take a country seriously where people are more scared of drag queens reading stories than the wide availability of guns without background checks? and multiple school shootings. Um, anyway, guys, look, I need to round it off here. Thank you so much for listening. If you're not a member of the YouTube community yet, do consider jumping on it or Patreon, whichever is your preferred way of supporting creators like myself. If you're watching YouTube on the desktop, uh, there's a little uh, join button underneath the video. You could tap that now, or you could go to patreon.com forward slash aid Thompson. There's a load of benefits on each of them. It's the same benefits, same sort of tiers. I'm doing an uh, in-person meetup in London in March. So not far away. It's about six weeks or eight weeks away. Um, so I'm going to meet up with all my Patreons and my YouTube community members. Can have a few beers, put the world to rights over its many, many wrongs, and indeed try to make sense of the senseless together. Um, you also get episodes of the podcast two days before everybody else. You get access to the Discord chat. I'm in there most days talking shit about Tories, uh, sharing memes, talking about, you know, things that have happened in the podcast after the live shows. So on Friday night live shows, um, I pop in there quickly and we talk about, you know, whatever was discussed in the show. Um, and then I go on to Labour Social most, most weeks. I don't know if you've seen me on there. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's it's a good time. Like, check it out. Disc, uh, the Discord, like the, the RSS feed, the in-person meetups. You get, you get tickets to live shows like First Dibs on them also anyway look that's enough about that stuff uh, i'm back tomorrow night that's friday night with my guest super special secret guest who will it be um so yeah i'll be back on then uh and i'll be back with a solo show again next week uh, until next time take care of yourselves i'm out this motherfucker